this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring to you a woman who's going to help you in some area of your life. How about your relationships? How about your business? How about your health? How about your self-esteem? And how about finding your, pa- your passion, your purpose, making a difference in the world? These are the women that I bring to you each and every week. I feel so connected to each one of these women that I decided a few years ago to write a book, to co-author a book. The book is called Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. It is full of their stories. It's full of stories of insight of how, how to achieve your purpose and make a difference in the world. And it's available right now. It comes out in December, but you can pre-purchase it now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble websites. Today I'm very excited to bring back one of the co-authors, and she is just amazing. Her name is Bridget Cook Birch. Bridget is both a New York Times and Wall Street Journal best-selling author of Stories of Transformation. Her powerful work has been showcased on Oprah, CNN, Good Morning America, and People Magazine and others, and she's the CEO of Inspired Legacy. Bridget writes, speaks, and trains others to tell their stories. She's, uh, she is an amazing storyteller. Her chapter in the book, Leading Women, shows how our stories affect our lives. It's called Transforming the Stories to Tell ourselves as women. I'm very excited to have her back. This chapter is amazing. There is so much to talk about. And her most recent bestseller was The Witness War Red. Bridget, thanks for being back. It's such a great pleasure to have you with me. Well, Bridget, you and I know each other from previous times in our lives. One, of course, which was not the very best of mine when I first met you, but it was was a delight to, to meet you. And then You've been an amazing inspiration to me, so anyway, I'm, I'm pleased to talk with you again, and I'm so excited that you're going to be, you're one of the co-authors for Leading Women. Oh, my heck, me too. Yeah, well, it's a powerful group of women. You know, this is something that I've been so excited about working on for so many years, is to really bring a, a collaboration and a community of women together who, who really understand it's really about having passion, purpose, and drive, but it's about helping others to find theirs as well. And we do that by storytelling, and that's what you're so very, very good at. You're an amazing storyteller. Well, thank you. It, it honestly is a, a natural gift of talent, but I think most people have it. They just don't always know they have it. Just like everyone has an extraordinary story, some of us just haven't discovered it yet. Well, your own personal story and the stories that you've, you've brought to the the public and to the community at large are just amazing. But uh, today is about you because one of the things that Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women has been doing is really focusing on the co-authors of the book uh, because one of the things, of course, that's so important for the Women Connect for Good Foundation is to really empower other women and so that they can go out and do the same for others. And that's exactly what you're doing. And that's what, that's actually why all 20 women were, other 19 women were chosen because they were doing exactly that. But today's your day. Let's share your story and then, then bring everybody up to date on, you know, why you're doing what you're doing today. So, But your story's amazing, and I love your story. So tell people your, about you. 
Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the time and the opportunity. And I think, you know, above all else, I, I absolutely love empowering women. I think, you know, right now, more than at any other time in human history, we have so many opportunities before us and so many challenges. And yet when we come together in collaboration instead of competition, that's part of what the feminine energy brings, and it's, it's just so powerful. So my, you know, I call it my signature story, uh, started back in my early 20s when I had a near-death experience. And I just felt like I was nothing, like I was, you know, dust, and um, that I, I just didn't feel like I was a very good person, and um, I was constantly trying to prove myself. I know there's not a lot of women out there that feel that way, but uh, I was working three jobs, going to the university, and uh, just wanted to prove to myself especially that there was something there worth it and worth saving. And I ended up in the hospital, and at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm listening to nurses outside in my corridor saying, you know what, I think we better call her mother to come back in because she's not going to make it until morning. And I just had this just a very profound experience of um, I, I was suffering with some major infection and, and I had um, ulcerative colitis. So I had ulcers and fissures in my colon and my entire um, abdominal area was just filled with pints and pints of infection, which they found when they went in and did exploratory surgery and then they put me on six or seven different kinds of intravenous antibiotics. But what we didn't know was that one of those antibiotics was killing me. I was allergic to it, and I'd never had it before. And so instead of getting better, I was getting worse, and they, they couldn't figure out what was going on, and my fever was so high. I was in a tremendous amount of pain. And, um, but then I had this most extraordinary experience. And to keep it short, I can tell you this, is that I was in the room, but I was above the room, and there was so much unconditional love you know, for a person that had felt so small and insignificant and like nothing, you know, for a woman who did not know her contribution, um, all of a sudden I was given a second chance to fulfill the measure of my creation and I knew it. And uh, I fell asleep and when I woke up, I also told the nurse, I said, I can have all of these antibiotics, but I can't have this one. It's killing me. And, uh, you know, she, she thought I was a taco shy of a combination plate. She didn't know what to think of me, but uh, she went and told the doctor. They took me off that one particular antibiotic, and I was able to get out of the hospital the next day. And they were so surprised. And, and I would have been too, except I knew. I was, I was, it was like a rebirth. Yeah. So from that time, I was able to, to look at anyone in the eyes and to see love there. And that gift that I was given, I was able to work with these high-risk and gang-related youth in Denver at a, a time that they were so intensely involved in violence that they had to commit a crime or try to commit a murder just even to get into the gang. I got to work with some kids that were trying to get out and to know their stories, and that's when I fell in love with the human soul. And Nancy, as you know, that's when I began working with um, uh, working on my first book called Skinhead Confessions from Hate to Hope. And there's a whole story behind that one, but that was an opening. And then there was a woman that asked uh, if I could write her story. She said, I think if someone could take a, a story that has so much darkness but create something of hope and healing, 
that it would be you. And she said, I'm the daughter of the happy face serial killer. And I was just floored. I remember looking at that email and thinking, how do you write a story of hope and healing about a serial killer's daughter? But she introduced me to the extraordinary capacity for women to overcome even the most heinous of situations and to rise above being a victim into being a victor, a victor over life, a victor over circumstance, a victor over labels. And that's when I began to to really understand, you know, what you and I have talked about so often is the stories that we tell ourselves as women in particular. And so now I've been able to do some extraordinary stories. Since the last time you and I talked, we had um, The Witness War Red with Rebecca Musser, the 19th wife who brought polygamous cult leaders to justice. And uh, you and I shared the stage with her in Coronado. But that book hit uh, New York Times bestsellers list twice and also the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list. And, uh, but even more exciting than that, I think, is the fact that people you know, across the nation and um, starting to go out into the world, that they have a bigger and better understanding of what's been happening here in the United States under our very noses. Uh, to a group of women who have been subjugated in the name of God, uh, you know, by a group that is is really organized crime. And so engaging in human trafficking and, and the overcoming of that, you know, Rebecca Musser is such a courageous woman, you know as well as I do. I mean, to testify 20 times uh, oh against gosh, family members. And, of course, to be yeah. completely harassed by the whole... whole uh, uh, group as well. Once she left, they continued to harass her and her family. So, I mean, it's, I hope things have gotten better for her, but I assume they're probably still still not uh, very happy with her based on what she's done by exposing all these different uh, things that are going on within the community, which I guess, unfortunately, still are going on. You know. Yes, unfortunately, it's still going on. But you yeah. know. Well, but I guess they basically did not pass uh, any laws against polygamy. Basically. Yeah, Utah is actually trying to fight that. They want um, they want polygamy to be to be illegal at the highest level. But a federal judge struck down yeah. a component of the of the law, and so essentially, right now, it's it's legal. But they're trying to fight it up through the Supreme Court. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think what's so amazing for you is that you were given this gift. You had the gift. I think that's the point, is that women need to be reminded of the gifts that they were given and the gifts they have not used or the gifts they've used and they've forgotten and somehow place them or somehow, uh, you know, put them on a shelf or somehow someone told them they didn't have those gifts anymore or someone stole those gifts or at least they thought they were stolen and they no longer have them. But... I think what your stories are, which of course are stories of hope, and, and that people can read these stories, you know, and sometimes our own lives aren't quite as bad once we, we understand that other people struggle and, and that there is a, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And for you, I mean, I mean, this has been what you continue to give to the public, and then now you're helping people to find their story and bring that to life as well. You mentioned uh, in the... Uh, in the, before we started the recording, that you're working on some other things too, but I can imagine the stories that you're bringing to light are just amazing. Yeah, I'm very blessed in that um, uh, for two two reasons. One is what you brought up is is you know each of us have some extraordinary talents, and it's a matter of 
uncovering or discovering or rediscovering them. And, uh, you know, I was able to do that. I was a, an avid reader when I was young, um, but I never thought of myself as being a writer until I was able to recognize that I had innate talents and abilities in that area and a really good ear. And, you know, when I co-author a book, I love to listen for the nuances of the people that I'm writing, you know, with and for so that it's really their story, not mine. And I teach other people how to do that, how to bring out, you know, what is your story? And, you know, not just your signature story, but what are all the nuances of, of the character that you've become? You know, what are the things in life that have sculpted you? And, and honestly, oftentimes our mess is our message. You know, the things that we have been able to be victorious over, even after a lot of sacrifice and, and struggle, those are the things that we usually have the most to offer the world. Well, and we all know, I mean, I think this is the other thing is that People do not grow uh, <laughs> during the best of times. They grow from the worst of times, and, and these are the these challenges become opportunities. And, and this is when we truly have our growth. You know, for me, working with women all these years, one of the greatest things, I mean, one of the greatest, greatest deterrents that I see for women is fear. Once they become fearful, they they lock down. You know, and especially women as they get older, they say, "Oh, I'm too old to do that," or "I can't do that." All right, I look silly doing that, but, but this thing about fear is, is so very important that women continue to look at and say, what are, what are the things that are barriers for you or what, what are the things that are stopping you from, from make, uh, creating a life that is the story that you truly want to, to be able to tell people about who you are? Yes, precisely. And, and just like you said, to be able to overcome you know, those labels of our own belief systems, like I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that. But when we begin to concentrate on what our gifts and our talents and our abilities are, oftentimes, you know, those um, begin to expand. I call gratitude the great multiplier. So when we we begin to look in the mirror and go, wow, I'm really grateful for this, this, and this about myself, you know, our lives begin to change. Yeah, well, our, our good friend Kevin Hall, I, I love I love when he says, he says, you are unique and perfect uh, as right now, as you are right now, and in this very moment, you are unique and perfect. And and I think that's so hard for women to, to, to really swallow sometimes because you'll look at them and go, well, I mean, how many women really can take a good compliment? You know, hey, you know, you are looking beautiful today. I love your hair. You look so beautiful. And they go... You know, you know, the first thing that, you know, women will do is they'll kind of backstep, you know, they're, they're kind of backstepping going, oh, this, oh, this, you know, this old outfit or this, out, you know, this, my hair, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, I think that's it. We, women have to really celebrate themselves. You know, this feminine part of us is becoming so more accepted. You know, these networks of women that are popping up and, of course, our community, which is the Women uh, Connect for Good uh, community, and this collaboration of women are popping up all over because we're getting it. We're beginning to understand that, you know, we, when we empower each other, we empower ourselves. You know, when we celebrate someone else, we celebrate ourselves and bring joy and happiness to that whole pathway. So, Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited about this book. I'm excited about what we're doing. And, you know, for me... This last couple of years has been it's been a journey of my own, and to to uh, 
you know, like I said, that when you first met me, that I was feeling quite small and much bigger now than I was then. So, I mean, the great thing is that we can... Which would be amazing because you were so big and so bright and so bold and just shining like crazy even when I met you. Well, so. sometimes, you, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it, too. So <laughs> running into there people you go. that really are there to help you celebrate who you are is, is a phenomenon that, you know, I truly believe women have to help each other for us to truly break through all the different barriers. It's when we find our sisterhood and we find women that are supporting each other and mentoring each other, and it goes both ways. I need a mentor, to, and I need someone to, you know, and I want to mentor, mentor someone. So it's a two-way process. Your chapter in the book is transforming the stories we tell ourselves as women. And, you know, that's the whole process of really celebrating who women are. What, what are some of the things since, you know, since you've, you know, you're doing all this with all these people and these women and helping them to tell their stories, what are some of the greatest things that have come from that for you? Oh, there's been so many miracles, I will have to say. You know, some of them are some of the extraordinary books that will be coming out. Uh, this book was certainly a beautiful thing to be able to work on. And, you know, I'm, I have spent quite a bit of time um, highlighting other people's stories, which is uh, my greatest joy. I've had so many people that have said, you know, well, what about your story? When are you yeah. going to write your book? And it's kind of funny how, you know, just like you said, you know, when women get compliments, we have a tendency to backpedal and backstep. And, um, you know, one thing I've learned is that the greatest source of pain in the world is comparison. And women do it every day. Yeah. But you mentioned one other, one other word that's so amazing, and that's the celebration. And I have really noticed incredible miracles happening because of celebration. And when we celebrate someone else instead of compare, we're actually saying to the universe, you know, I could have this in my life too because I'm now at a place where I can look at someone instead of being in comparison, I can celebrate. And so I've just been so blessed to be able to look at all the women in the book and, and to be in this place of celebrating who they are and where they've come from and their extraordinary stories. You know, we have some some women who have been through hell and high water and we have some women who have, you know, thrown the gamut in with, with, you know, any man on the planet as far as their education, their experience, their business leadership, or their leadership with women and girls. And it's that kind of collaboration that I keep seeing over and over. And um, so I would say that some of the miracles that have happened has just been able to, um, to own my voice as a businesswoman. I... Uh, Retired from my trucking company in November, sold it to my business partner, and uh, started these inspired writers retreats where I'm able to assist people to discover their own signature story and to really, in a raw and real way, put it out on the page. And, you know, it's, it's like Ernest Hemingway says, you know, it's so easy to write because we just, you know, go to the paper and we bleed all over it. And yeah. that's essentially what happens, you know, when you choose to become vulnerable enough to share your story. And I'm seeing more and more and more women uh, able to do that and, and to really discover who they are. And then what's cool is what they're choosing to do with it, who they're choosing to assist, and how, um, you know, we're looking around in the world and we're seeing, 
you know, human trafficking is becoming the number one crime worldwide. And, um, you know, that, that is a devastating state of affairs. But I also see women stepping up into realms that they never have before, and not just in business. There are certain areas in politics, especially in some countries that we at one time considered, you know, third, third world countries that are, you know, developing, and they're allowing the gifts of women to start coming to the forefront. And we're seeing some extraordinary business leaders coming from, um, you know, India and, and a couple in Pakistan and, and some of these beautiful things that are beginning to happen and, and they're recognizing, wow, we are getting extraordinary results from this. And, uh, you know, Gina Davis, the actress, she also has a foundation that empowers women and I love to stay up with her because she has great statistics about women in government and women in education. And she's saying, you know what, we have a long way to go, but we have so many things to celebrate. And, yeah. uh, and, and I think we need to focus on that. Where can we celebrate? And when we see something like human trafficking, where can we join forces together as women? When can we you know, be more in solidarity and say, look, this is just something that we're not going to tolerate. And yeah. we're going to you know, not fight against it, but we're going to educate we're going to educate our own children. We're going to educate our sisters and our mothers and our daughters and our sons and our husbands and our brothers. And we're going, to, we're going to put a new message out into the world about the way that women deserve to be treated, men and women, you know, along the lines of a basis of respect. Yeah, it's, it's really, this isn't a gender, there's no gender here. This is everyone and how we connect at such a deep, meaningful level. You know, Gina Davis is amazing, but, you know, the big thing she's pushing for and, and her organization, cjane.org, is to basically look at the media and what, again, we're, we're feeding to girls, what we're feeding to boys, what we're feeding to women and men about how they're so, so, supposed to be. As you said, comparison is basically what the market ha- counts on. It's, it counts on the fear. It counts on the worry. It counts on the, the guilt. So that they yes, can and being not enough. It, it, yeah. it counts on us feeling like we're not enough so we have to buy products to look better, right. to feel better, to, you know, right. to be better. And, and, and again, that's where it's so important when these women can truly connect with one another. You know, I mean, you can put five women in, in a room together and, and you, can, you can resolve so many different things. I mean, these, the networks of women that are developing, just like the one that we're, we're developing with this book, are women that come together professionally. I mean, many mm-hmm. of the women that are my friends are also people I, you know, get my services from. You know, they're women that I trust. They're women that I have a relationship with because I think that's where we have our value is that we really are connectors. We really like to connect with one another and we really like to assist each other and, and help one another. So, I mean, who's better than to get my insurance from than one of my best friends? Who's better than to go to my uh, physician and than my best friend? I mean, the thing is we're, we're learning, which I think, <laughs> I think men have known this a lot longer than we have, is that you can have fun with and be in business and have great relationships and, and, and everybody wins. I mean, this is the important thing is that this is such a a wealth of, of knowledge, but just a wealth of happiness that can come from these kinds of collaborations and this kind of community. So, um, Absolutely. I, don't, I, don't it's a, it's a I, I can't figure out why we waited so darn long. Can, can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's it's true of, of women, you know, 
unlike men who part of their story for so many generations is, you know, you are the breadwinner. You are the one to go out and make things happen. And women did not historically have that story. And so um, recently as women, we're having to recreate, you know, and to say, no, I, I have other interests. I have things that I can contribute to the world. And it can look like that in the marketplace or in activism or in my home and my community, and we have that ability and flexibility in certain situations. But I also think, you know, um, you brought up a really important point about, you know, some of the things that Jean is bringing up, and that is, so here are these young men and women, and especially you think about the media that young women are, are watching about who they are and what they're worth. So much emphasis is placed on their bodies and not their intellects and um, certainly not on their hearts. You know, we have these stories that come out that are catty and full of comparison and bring out some of the worst qualities that, you know, anyone can possess, male or female. But the, but the girls, you know, they get this message over and over and over again that they're only as good as their beauty or their body. And that's, that's a really hard story to overcome unless we have this power of collaboration where women who can show up as leaders and role models and coaches and mothers and sisters and friends can say, you know what, I see so much more in you. It's time to believe and trust in yourself. You know, and these are the things that I see in you. And then allow them to have some circumstances where, you know, give them mentorships, give them the ability to do internships, give them an ability to, you know, have an education if they don't have one, share our knowledge and experience, and then give them wings to fly, including the ability to make mistakes because as we've just been talking about, sometimes our mistakes are, you know, have given us our, our greatest growth. But but also give them the opportunity to really expand and to fly. And, you know, that's that's something that's needed. So I love what Empowering Women is doing. I love what the women in Empowering Women and what you, Dr. Nancy, are doing um, because your message is so needed for a hungry world. Well, we're, we're, we're just, we're not done. We've got more to do and, the fun, and we're going to have fun doing it. That's, that's for sure. I think the Well, that's why I like hanging around you because you're so much fun. It's like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to kick some butt and take some names, and we're going to enjoy being women at the same time. We've got to have some fun doing this stuff, but I think what's important for women to understand especially is don't believe everything you see and you hear. You know, don't believe it. If it sounds too good to be true, it's probably not true. So anyway, I love talking to you. I can't wait for us to get back together again. Uh, the book, Leading Women, 20 Women Share Secrets to Business, Leadership in Life, is coming out December 5th. You can, and they can buy it now. They can pre-order this, you know. Oh, I love that. Repurchase on Barnes and Noble and, and on Amazon, but uh, you know it really is. This is a book for everyone. But again, women who are really wanting to grow a circle of other women to help them um, up that ladder uh, through those barriers, but to give them the courage, to give them the the confidence, the self-esteem to to keep climbing and to to find their true voice. As you said, I like my I like what's going on. I said I found my voice. We want women to find their passion, their purpose, 
and for sure find their voices. So I know you and I are just getting started. I, I knew when I first met you and Rebecca that, that it was going to be something special. So um, I, look to, I look forward to more and more collaborations and things that we'll be doing together. But uh, what would you, where can they find more about you? Because this is about you as well, you know? It's about you. Well, thank you. Of course, I'm in the middle of rebranding some things, but there, there's some valuable information at Bridget, with one T and no E on the end, BridgetInspires.com, and also Inspired Writers Retreat, if that's something that resonates and calls to anybody that you know, knows they have a mighty message and they're just you know, ready to get it out into the world and publish successfully. This is something that I love to be able to assist women to do. And, and uh, I assume you're having these in beautiful Utah, which is just a gorgeous place to have any kind of retreat. Yes. Um, this one is going to be up in Park City. The last time we had elk and moose and deer and uh, eagles, it was it was stunning. It was absolutely stunning. So we're looking forward to more of that. Beautiful. And also, okay. Nancy, we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing a an inspired writers retreat in Italy in 2015. Ooh. Yes, in the countryside of Italy. So I'll I'll give you more information as that goes. But how delicious would that be to be able to explore the Italian countryside and Um, taste of all the rich and yeah? Do you really? To be just just. Uh, wherever that, uh, I love the, I love the uh, Casentino area. The, to, oh, getting into Pulpi, and I really, it's about an hour, about an hour and a half out of Rome. Well, it's so easy to get around Italy, but it's a great place, and the people are delightful, and the food is amazing. So, mm. anyway, well, I'll look forward to that for sure. Well, fantastic. Well, it's nice talking to you. I'm so honored, and thank you for letting me be a part of this project and for being interviewed today. It's always a pleasure to connect with such an incredible woman. Well, back at you, babe. You know, this is, like I said, we're just getting started, so uh, we're just going to yes, have to do are. this more often. We're going to do this more often. When we, yeah, so, so anyway, you have a great day, and we will be in touch. Okay, sounds good. And can I do one quick shout-out? Because you were talking about powerful women. I just want to say that Kathy and Maggie, who have been so instrumental on this book and in in keeping everyone together and happy and solid and on the same page, they're just fantastic. You have an incredible collaborative team. I just want to give you kudos for that. I am blessed to have these people. They've been with me for some for some time, actually, a long time. But uh, uh, surround yourself with great people, and great things happen. You become remember, you become the people you surround yourself with. So let's just keep yeah. surrounding ourselves with great people, and it just keeps happening. So, well, thank you. Oh, I will. Thanks. Kathy will listen to this, and I know Maggie. They they love to hear that. But really, they, they do this as a labor of love for sure. They're very passionate about what they do. Oh, you can tell. They're wonderful. So thanks again to everyone. Many blessings, and, and I'm blessed, but this has been wonderful. We'll talk soon.